this is the advice that I wish I heard so much earlier inside of my business. And it's one of those things that if I had heard this much earlier, I think I'd be further along than I am right now, which is if there's something that you want to create in the shape of your business, if there's some specific result that you're going after, the best recommendation is look around and observe what everyone else is doing to try to achieve the same goal. Notice what everyone else is doing and then do something very different. And chances are that's going to work better. Hey, it's Jason, and this week on the Attract Pre-Sold Clients podcast, we're going to dive into specifically the concept of referrals. And you're about to listen in on a conversation, a bit of an interview that I did with a very good friend, someone who's on our team, and I'll introduce her here in a quick moment. And the original title of this, though, was Three Contrarian Ways to Get Pre-Sold Referrals in Your DMs. And as we're now sharing it with you because of the amazing feedback as a podcast episode, yes, we have less space uh, for titles. So this is now, want more referrals? Do this. And we're going to approach this, though, in a slightly counterintuitive way, because you're going to hear this. We're not going to dive into the dialogue of how to incentivize referrals. We're not going to talk about some of the more classic strategies like affiliates or coupon codes kickbacks, any of that. No. Instead, well, that's what everyone else is doing, and most everyone else is not doing well with it. Instead, we're going to talk to the theme of how do you create such an oh-wow experience for your audience, for your clients, so that, and you're going to hear a magical moment inside of this conversation, so that you're even getting referrals, testimonials, and successful wins from people who might have just signed up to work with you. That's the magic of this. So the backstory, and you're going to hear an abbreviated version of this here in the intro, and of course this was a Facebook Live webinar, and we'll do our best to kind of edit out some of the obvious Facebook Live conversational moments here. I've got an amazing team of editors who will swoop in and clean this up for you. Uh, yet the backstory is that as my business, which is now AttractPreSoldClients.com, as it was growing, I quickly became aware of something that I had been the victim of many times over, which is when you discover a company is so focused on the front-end acquisition, on the journey of the marketing, the promotion, and the getting the client and getting the sale, and then as soon as you're in, everything just fades away. And you're there going, wait, what was I supposed to get? And this is part of the reason why that sometimes for some companies, success could kill the business. Go look at the TV show Shark Tank, or what's it called over in the UK? Dragon's Den, I think it is. And it's why so many of those companies are coming onto that program, and they're, yes, asking for money, asking for funding, and one of their biggest things that they ask for is, we need to streamline our production. We need to have better systems for inventory. Because, well, what's happened? They've had a lot of sales, and then they cannot deliver on it. Or they have to speed up production, and the quality control completely falls apart. No, we will not make this week's episode about the story of when I dropped a rather significant five-figure amount on a program, and within a short span of time, got it back. Because it was clear they wanted to sell high ticket, they didn't have it in them at the time to then deliver high ticket. So I've been talking around this incredible guest who is Nicole Soroka. I've known Nicole for several years now, and my moment with her was that as I was crafting this client success role for our company, I saw that we needed to bring on more people. It wasn't just a matter of a sales team and support staff and coaches. We needed someone to step into that management, if not directing role. And this is about as close to um, vision boarding as I think I can get, which is I had written down, I want someone like Nicole. And then I put together the job application, I posted it, and it was all in this, who was it? There was an interview one time with the actor, comedian, lead singer of the greatest rock band of the world, Tenacious D, uh, Jack Black. They, they asked him in an interview one time, which was, when was the moment you knew you arrived? And I think his answer was, when I auditioned for a movie 
for a character that was written in the script as a Jack Black-style character. And I didn't get it. <laughs> well, that's, again, I was crafting the role specifically for a Nicole Soroka-like character, and then as I put out the announcement, she was the first to apply. And let's just say the application journey for the others got very unfair very quickly, and she's been with us now for a little over a year, has done wonders for really helping to support uh, the success of our clients going through our premium influence consulting, and really helping to level up that experience week after week, finding new ways for us to really just wow people and help to deliver on our promise. So that of the client success director, or as we call it in our space, the influence concierge director. Um, and that's the story of Nicole. That's who you're about to meet. So the three contrarian ways to get more referrals is how you're about to listen to our dialogue of specific things you can look towards inside of the services you provide to create some oh-wow experiences, and listen in for the moment where, again, even I'm surprised as you hear the dialogue as to we suddenly get a testimonial from the audience from someone who had joined our program only a matter of a few days prior, had not even officially gotten started yet. And if you can create that kind of dialogue in your world, think about how your people are now even more primed to share those referrals. Now, as I mentioned, you're about to listen to, I would say, simulcast, or really in this case, a rebroadcast of the audio from this live workshop that Nicole and I did together. I will have my editing team kind of edit out some of those clear, obvious engagement moments with uh, a live interview specifically in that platform. However, at some point, you're going to hear me mention a thing that we do called a client attraction audit. And what that is, this is a quick meeting where you get to connect with someone who's on my team. And as you'll quickly see in this conversation with Nicole, I only bring people onto the company who can do what I do as well as I can, if not slightly better. And you're about to see one of the prime examples of that. But the client attraction audit. In so many cases, if you're someone who's not yet working with us, you run into that situation where you're putting forth the effort and it's not yet working. You're promoting your business and people aren't responding. Or some of you are sitting off to the sidelines terrified that you might do it wrong. And let me be the first to tell you that no, people will not show up to your house with torches and pitchforks because your headline sucked. Worst case scenario, you're ignored even more than you already are. But let's actually get you into a state of momentum, into a state of flow. So the client attraction audit is about specifically diagnosing why your current marketing, why your current messaging isn't yet working. Then from there, it's about service and concierge offering you specific strategies to start using to change the flow of the business. And then from there, if you wanna see what it looks like to continue working with me and the team, we'll share exactly what that looks like. And here's the transparency. If we don't think we can help you out, we will not try to sell you anything. So throughout this conversation, I referenced this audit a few times. Let me give you a shortcut because you're not in the Facebook group right now for this event that already happened uh, and you can't drop the word in the chat below. So easy to remember, if you go over to attractpresoldclients.com forward slash audit, really easy to find. Audit is spelled A-U-D-I-T. I think I even do that when I'm going live or doing social media stuff. I've learned when you spell the word, you avoid people getting embarrassed spelling it incorrectly. So again, attract presoldclients.com forward slash audit. While we're still willing to do that service for free, if you're someone who's not yet working with us, head over there, check that out. So here we go, diving in. If you want more referrals, do this and get ready to meet client success extraordinaire expert, Nicole Soroka. Here's the hard truth. People are conditioned to ignore your marketing message. Most of the stuff you'd create doesn't get read, doesn't get watched, and ultimately, nobody buys from it. I'm Jason Lynette, and I'm here to help you stop being the best kept secret to the people you know you can help. If you're a business owner, and if you're ready to cut through the overwhelm of launching something that creates massive impact and brings in an awesome income, you are in the right place. Welcome to Attract Presold Clients. And as many of you can see, I have a very awesome special guest with me here today, which we'll be diving into uh, with her in a few moments here. The, the shape of today, 
is actually something that has come about quite frequently by the request of many of you that are out there, some of which we're currently working with inside of our premium influence consulting. Others of you just have requested this sort of thing over time. Yet it's where we come around to what would often seem to be the holy grail of business growth, which would be not just referrals, but as we like to say, the pre-sold referrals. And when we talk about pre-sold clients, yes, it's those people who show up ready to invest, ready to buy, ready to take action with you, though you're going to see that a big part of the conversation that my guest and I are about to hop into here is one about shifting that focus, not just on what we sell and how we sell it, though clearly that's important, though at the same time, how do we create these levels of wins and moments of success so that we don't have to go out of our way to then hunt down the referrals or get into the complication of, oh, here's my system of affiliate payouts and all of that. Uh, great little correlation would be that some of the most viral content you'd see in the world didn't have to, at the end of it, say, like this, share it, please subscribe, because the people did that because they felt naturally compelled and they actually wanted to. They didn't have to be asked. So we're going to be approaching it from that angle. So today's not about, oh, pay out this percentage or that percentage. Instead, how do we create such an oh, wow experience within the journey of our clients so that they share the story for us? And by doing so, it's that story that then becomes viral and brings more people to us. I'm letting her awkwardly sit there for a few moments because this is how Zoom events work when we simulcast from Zoom over to uh, Facebook. Thank you for sitting there awkwardly. The, the quick backstory is that I've actually known Nicole for going on about three years now, I believe it is. And those of you that saw the email that went out either yesterday or today, here comes the official story that there was a specific role within our Attract Pre-Sold Clients company that I legitimately sat down and like mapped out what it could become. And I actually wrote down a person kind of like Nicole Soroka. And then when we started to then promote that that spot was available, she was the first to apply. And it was the, oh, that just got easier. <laughs> but for those that perhaps don't yet uh, know you here, could you introduce yourself and share a bit more of uh, the work that you do in addition to what you do with us? Yes, my pleasure. You make me blush here with that introduction and that little story. So um, yeah, so I'm Nicole Soroka, obviously, and I am a client success and retention expert. And I absolutely love helping create an experience and journey for people's clients so that it creates those loyal raving fans that just naturally, like you said, makes them go viral without having to ask to be viral or anything like that. And just making it natural and just being, you know, a really good human, like you said, is just you. Be, when you're a really good human, things just come. And like my little favorite tagline is relationships equal revenue. And when you focus on the relationships, the revenue naturally comes because people just like to be treated good, weirdly enough. <laughs> Funny how that works out. I'm down here in Orlando, Florida. And Nicole, you're right around the corner from here, right? Yeah, just right around the corner in Alberta, Canada. Not so far away. Hang on, I can do a map real quick. <laughs> How many thousands of miles is that actually away? <laughs> now, do you actually say miles or is it kilometers up there? We say kilometers, but I know you're in miles down there. So I was in the UK a couple of years ago and he's like, well, the place we're going, it's a couple of miles away. I'm like, are you doing that for me? He goes, yeah, uh, 2,760 miles. So uh, not too far. Now, oh. I have to do math, uh, is 4,440 kilometers. So look at that. I like it in miles. The, the shape of today, we had promised three contrarian ways to get pre-sold referrals flowing into your DMs. So we've got a bit of a hit list of what we're about to dive into of some of the strategies to really ramp up that user experience and really create that, oh, wow, and 
this fits into the world of the pre-sold client because well, I'd be curious to hear your specific thoughts on this, which would be that one of the things that most people overlook is that they can spend so much time building the front end of their business, focusing on the acquisition, focusing on the journey of actually getting the clients. Yet then when they're successful, you're already nodding, something unfortunately might often happen at that point. And that knowing smile should tell you where we're about to go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's what happens exactly is there is such a strong focus on get more clients, get new clients, like get your funnels running, fill that pipeline. That is a huge focus in the online world when it comes to a majority of the, you know, mentors and coaches out there. That's the big focus is just filling that pipeline and growing your audience. And, and a lot of times, like not, that's not a bad thing. That's always a good thing. We don't want to stop doing that, of course, but then those clients start coming in. And then a lot of times we still are laser focused on filling that pipeline, getting more clients, getting more clients that we inadvertently drop the ball on that client experience, that user experience. One thinks that, well, I've got my program here. I've got my course information. I told them what to do. They know when the calls are. That's good, right? <laughs> and so there's, there's a lot more elements that come into play to create that wow experience and really knock their socks off because that's what people want nowadays they just don't results only are not enough nowadays they want they want that stellar experience what also goes back to this sort of turning point where again for some people that moment of success can become a place where things begin to fall apart and reveal more cracks in the system and i would say i went through a major shift in terms of just simply even how i learned years ago and I, and I say this to people who then start working with us in the premium influence team, that it comes around to, yes, here's the content, you know, ethical sales persuasion applied to your front end content marketing machine. How do we take the guesswork out of what to say and how to say it so that your clients are showing up ready to buy in a way that it doesn't feel sleazy, swarmy, salesy at all. Yet, I also tend to point at, you know, as much as you're going through our content and our specific success journey that we bring people through, look at the content, yes, but also notice the context as to how each step is particularly designed in such a specific way. Uh, right before we hopped on, you said something, and this is why we're here, uh, that I talked for like three minutes on something and you just hit me with one word of certainty, which is point number one here <laughs> of one of the contrarian ways to get more of those referrals coming in. Can, can you speak to that theme of certainty? Yeah, for sure. So the thing with certainty is probably one of the easiest ways and cost-effective ways to create those loyal raving fans that just make you go viral without you having to really do anything. All you have to do is create certainty. Um, and with that, there's always that sense of buyer's remorse whenever we invest in something. It doesn't matter if it's low ticket or high ticket, there's always some ounce of um, buyer's remorse in there. And so again, all our clients wanna know is that, did I invest my money in the right place? And so just giving them that certainty, making them feel welcome, giving them clear steps on what do I do next? If we can eliminate as much overwhelm, uncertainty, them feeling lost, that gives them certainty. And then I know that ties into something else we're gonna talk about here next <laughs> or soon. <laughs> but so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there and not get oh, uh the cart the horse here. Rocking out the cliffhanger, only 11 minutes into this, expertly done uh -oh. there. Uh, I just dropped something <laughs> over in the chat for those of you here with us in real time. And I'd love to just get some examples of this, that what's a time where you felt certainty when you made a specific purchase? And it perhaps could apply to the growth of your business. It perhaps could apply to something completely disconnected. I always go to this one time that um, 
We don't have much of this now that I'm in Orlando, but when I was in Virginia, I was driving on snow and I was going a blazing five miles an hour and turned right and my car kept going left. Maybe now I should admit that it was not my car, it was my wife's car, and then knocked over a mailbox. And um, I'm then in the body shop. <laughs> and as all the insurance stuff is clearing up, it's them going, oh, by the way, before we have you fill out one of these uh, survey forms, uh, could you come out and do a walk around with us? We want to show you that since we had extra paint left over, we touched up some of the scratches that were on the other side of the car. And I just sat there and went, you're good. Just give me the survey. Just, just <laughs> that it was that, oh, wow, kind of experience that um, hopefully I don't ever need to refer to that kind of service. Um, but now I know one by name because of that singular moment here. Caroline, I had one of those body shop. Of course, the person who's also in Florida with me um, mentions a body shop experience as well. For me, it was a time that I signed up for an educational course. Um, so it, it's looking at what can we do? Tell me if this is the right paraphrase. And then I want to bring this into the context of specifically ethical sales persuasion and the journey of what we put into our marketing and our messaging, really creating a feeling of safety. And I guess we could say mapping out the journey for people. Yep. Safety is a beautiful word. I like that for sure. That's perfectly said. They we, they want to feel safe. They want to feel comfort knowing that they've invested their money in the, in the right place and the right space. So just giving them that, that it's like that virtual hug, you know, saying, <laughs> yeah, you're here and we've got you and we've got you every step of the way. We don't have you just right now today welcoming you here. We have you every step of the way. I'm smiling for two reasons would be that one, here's Arthur in the group who just joined on with our consulting who, Arthur, I did receive your call on my Apple device right before Nicole and I went live and I'm like, nope, that's going to happen later. But I think of the time that my, my phone, they're not supposed to start getting really hot and then bulging. That's, no. um, that's a technical error, I think. And I had to go into the store and Granted, they have specific procedures and systems there, yet the guy who I was connected with, he goes, okay, so here's the routine now. We have to verify that we cannot repair it. I can look at that and tell you that I can't. So you just need to stand here for like 15 minutes because one reason's obvious. I need to invent two others. Um, but I just texted someone at the back to go ahead and bring out your new phone so you can start to set it up while we're getting rid of this one that's about to explode. Okay. Uh, do you want our... Wi-Fi, I see you brought your laptop bag. I'm like, yeah, I can get some work done. He goes, cool. You just go sit over there and I'll come tap you when you can leave. Here, sign this. Good to go. And it's the way to bring this into the linguistics of the sales process. Some of this comes around to the right words at the right time. And it's not just enough to say we have a step-by-step -step journey. It's to bring the concerns, it's to bring the audience's desires into that language so that with everything you do, people could look at it and easily go, yeah, well, so what? Okay, so we have a success path that we previously mapped out to be 30 steps, and then today we made some changes to the overall system of it, and I looked at it. I didn't share this with you yet. It's like, oh, it's at 49. Um, <laughs> no, 50 is this, to which then you and I added more steps. But it's not just to say we have this many steps, we have this many things, or let me just say it out loud, the things that sound good, yet if they're not fulfilled upon, easily are perceived as lip service. We do have a system that together we've created for our people that we can predict if someone is falling behind, even before they would know they might be falling behind and the team could swoop in and take care of that. Yet it's more so how does that story align with the audience? So think about the things that are happening within the journey of what you do with your clients. And are you starting to see that if your marketing, if your messaging is just about this many sessions, this price, this many videos in the library, you were about to reveal something early and I'm looking at our hit list and I'm just about to go. So Nicole, what's that next thing? That would be the wins. Yeah. <laughs> creating wins. And uh, that's, that's, you know, another way to create that certainty is 
your clients want to feel like this is the program for them and that they're going to get results. Does that mean maybe you're, maybe you're, uh, what you offer your clients is, you know, they'll make $10,000 using your program, increase their sales. Is that likely to happen within the first week or even the first month? Not likely. It will happen likely down the road as they progress through your program. What we want to do with our clients is give them those small, quick wins to go, ah, this process works. I haven't gone through the entire process, but I can see when I do this, it's going to give me this benefit within my business or my life, however one is helping their clients. So creating those small, quick wins as early on in the journey that you have with your clients is going to enhance that level of certainty even more. And let me put some context to this ahead of time that, okay, so on one level, this is a comment from someone who just recently joined on with us and something that he shared. And clearly, here's the program that we do. Here's the people who have gone through it. I would put this also, though, in the context of have you had the experience in your own business, for those of you watching this, of someone willing to give a testimonial even at the beginning of the journey before they've officially gotten started? Because technically, we start, I think, with him next week. And sometimes people are like, I'm in. However, here's some time conflicts. And we figure out a structure of going here. You can get access now. And then you officially start on this day. Let me see if I can share the screen without interrupting the Facebook feed here. Cross your fingers. Uh, there we go. Uh, Kesh, we just shared without any BS at all, that journey of certainty is joining APSC Attract Preschool Clients. And it's exactly because of this discussion. I've been looking for your type of program for a long while. No wonder why I didn't join anyone else. Thank you. Uh, because there isn't another program or experience like you've created here. Thank you. And I'm always going to try to guess emojis incorrectly. So um, his heart was cold before, and he's bringing his hands together to celebrate the warmth that is creating, or he's clapping. Or he's applauding so strongly, just, just one's all you need. They stuck together. So again, I put that into the context, not just of a win, which step one, cash, thank you. Uh, step two, it's to look at how, this is why I say the pre-sold client is not just the person who shows up ready to buy, though clearly they often are. It's that person who is going to, th those of you who are here in the coaching and the consulting space, which is the majority of people in this group, how often do you give someone a specific assignment and then they don't do it? You teach them something and then they don't make use of it. Do you see how by changing this dynamic, not just from the tactical side of, yes, getting the sale, but also now from the emotional involvement story that they are invested in following through, they are committed to diving in. And just in case, here's a step-by-step -step thing that's also designed in a crazy automated way. We have more automations behind the scenes than we do to bring people into our world. And we spend two hours a day talking about forms. Uh, <laughs> that aside, no, but look at how, what would happen differently if your clients were coming into your specific programs, into your specific products, into your specific services. And I have to be cautious with the way that I talk about this because traditionally, let me use a dangerous word of placebo. However, placebo is traditionally taking something that is not effective and putting the right framework around it so it either seems effective or psychologically convinces someone to let it become effective. We're talking a different concept here. Let's take things that have already been proven to work and then put the right phrasing, the right journey around it. Um, it's out of frame and we're about to have to redecorate the wall because someone keeps getting awards. Uh, but it's that there's, as soon as I got the trademark specifically on the phrase hypnotic language hacks, I stopped using it heavily because it was that sort of discovery about tracking things that Nicole and I were working on, the team and I were addressing where, okay, it's the sequencing. It's not just this phrase versus that phrase. It's not just enough. Some of you you know, maybe have read some things on linguistics and go, I know how to use a double bind. Well, yeah, if you do it at the wrong time, 
you could crush every bit of rapport you've already got. You could have the person ready to go and then choose the wrong strategy and then lose everything. And I've seen that. I've done that enough over the years. But do you see how taking something that you've already proven to be effective and building the right influential journey so that now the person's, what I just shared as an example of, already telling that story of success, our number one conversation to two of us have is always around how do we just increase consumption? How do we mm -hmm. get people using more of what they have access to? How do we create more opportunities along the way? Uh, over in the chat, a um, lot of love there for Cash. Thank you for that. Uh, over in the chat, I'd just be curious to hear from you. Feel free to drop this down below. If you're watching this on a website, there's probably just a giant purple button below. Just pretend you're chatting with us in real time. I'd be curious just to ask this question, what would be different if you had your clients telling, and I'll put it in a more positive phrase than I could, uh, what would happen differently if you had your clients telling an even bigger success story much earlier in their journey with you? And just over in the chat, drop some thoughts on that. If I don't see it right away, I know we've got Kobe in the chat, we've got Scotty who's also on the team in the chat. We'll see it after the fact too, and we'll keep this conversation going over in Facebook land. Um, before we get to our third contrarian mechanism of referrals, I, I'd be curious just to ask you if a specific example comes to mind of creating so, something that would become a win that's not necessarily the, I got the outcome. Even within the premium influence program. Um, and you know, one of the very first tasks that's done, um, uh, not a lot of the clients really go, they're, they're, they're not seeing the process there in the initial stages. But once they complete that task, they go, oh, I see what a great resource this is. And I can see how it's going to help me down the road creating those pre-sold clients. I can see that. And so it's like that aha moment of unlocking the doors of possibility for like this works. Um, another thing could be even for somebody who has, you know, um, what's an example that's coming to mind here? Um, a hypnotist, because I know there's a fair chunk of hypnotists in this group here. Um, giving one of your clients, maybe you're helping them with their confidence, um, giving them an audio as part of your program that they listen to on a daily basis that starts getting them to shift their thinking, shift how they're feeling about themselves to go, oh, okay, this stuff actually works. I'm going to keep progressing through. So lots of different ways to do it for sure. Um, but those are just those little ways. You want to give them those little wins to go to keep going through the program because keeping them engaged, the more they're engaged, the more they're consuming the materials, the more they're implementing, the more they're going to win. Might be a slight inside gag here because you're indirectly referencing our final point we're going to get to in a moment. And I thought I caught you laughing there if I can mind read it because that's the one that you've realized I am horrible at. Uh, <laughs> which is, well, we'll get to that here in a second. I'm looking at who's here in the chat. Let me see. Um, yeah, getting feedback on something that someone's worked on. Arthur dropped that here in the chat. Um, wish they'd waited till it after they, oh, yeah. Well, it, Arthur brought up something interesting that sometimes if we look at this from the conversation of, let's say, referrals or even just testimonials, it's a different strategy and something that I can be appropriately cynical on. I'll, I'll own this one, which is the, I just left this event. I'm so excited. And that's the review. Then I'm always looking at what's the, what's the specific when. And that's why we spend a lot of time highlighting our people. That's why we spend a lot of time going, here's what this person did. Here's what that person did. And not just look how awesome. Instead, looking at it from that angle of how do we elevate and how do we really begin? What's the word that we keep using? How do we elevate someone's experience, point out something of quality? And sometimes it is just these specific wins. The little things that can often be implemented in 
can pay off a massive effort. And granted, the one example I'll drop here is one that might not be a fit for everybody. That's a clear thing for what you hear this one is. But it's that moment where we'll occasionally have the person who goes, I don't know if I did this right, which is usually the cue that they nailed it. And I get to then spend a lot of time going, you're awesome. You're good. You're fine. But then it becomes the uh, coveted, um, it's different in a private community, uh, at everyone tag to go, everybody look at what this person did. This is awesome. This is our example. And like we started to compile those now into a resource for people just to, again, hear using them as the example. Um, I had someone for a one-to-one -one service years ago that I reached out to him and it was a little bit of playful phrasing. It's not that I'm calling you to get a very specific testimonial because I know what you're going to say. And it's not that I would bribe you to come in and do this. But if you're going to come here, I'm going to mark the entire hour and a half open. And if you're here, if you've got something you want to work on, we might as well address it, right? Because here's the thing that you said to me at the first meeting, and then here's the end story. And I'm getting tired of telling it myself. You want to come hang out and let's film it. And he goes, hour and a half, huh? Yeah, I'll think of something between now and then. And it was kind of a playful way of handling it. When, and it wasn't so much the video that, yes, he filmed. It was the fact that it was, here's what was so unique about your journey. It was not just that I have this habit. Now I don't have the habit. It was this spotlighting of something that was unique to him. And what can you do to, again, one of our value statements here of what can you do to elevate someone's experience there? Um, I want to share a quick thing before we hit this uh, secret number three, which is me actually practicing secret number three. And it's the thing that I'm crap at, um, would be that some of you here are in a position where you are, unfortunately, the best kept secret in your industry. There's people out there who are clearly doing better inside of their businesses, but they don't have the passion. They don't have the skill that you do. And I know because I used to be one of them as well, where you've got someone in front of you. You have an audience of people in front of you. You know your business can truly change people's lives. And yet you just don't yet have the right words to inspire them to consistently take action with you. That's the problem that we help to solve with what we do. And we do things a bit differently than others that rather than going, everybody, here's the sales page, go there, sign up, pay us right now. Instead, those of you here with us in the Facebook chat, those of you uh, who are with us live, if you say the word connect, uh, C-O-N-N-E-C-T in all caps, throw it in the chat below. I know we've got Scotty here. We've got Kobe who are both on the team with us. They'll see that, they'll swoop in and connect for a conversation. The first step, if you're someone who's not yet working with us, is to claim what we call a client attraction audit. We kick off with service. We click off with, well, Nicole was supposed to be the success director and it quickly became the influence concierge director. There's another value statement of ours. Uh, but we kick off this mindset of concierge where the first step is that of helping to kind of review what are you currently doing to attempt to bring people into your world? What's working? What's not working? Then from there, offering rather specific suggestions as to what needs to change to then get the outcome that you want from the effort that you've been putting in there. Then again, there's some of you that are back at that starting point, terrified to do something wrong and helping to bust through that confidence, bust through those blocks to then put that message out there. So the first step of this is that client attraction audit. If we know we can help you out, we'll share in more detail what it looks like to get our support. If we don't think we can help you, we won't try to sell you anything. If you're here with us live right now in the Facebook chat, drop in the word connect. If you're watching this on a web page and there's no chat, there's probably just a giant purple button below. Click that, gives you direct access to our calendars. Do you see how I was like really practicing this third point? And I should give some context to this, that the whole team, we're bringing everybody into Orlando at the end of the month and everybody's attending for uh, a conference. And then here's the extra day at the end. So of course it's Florida. So we're going to Disney World. And I had leaked to Nicole to go, hey, here's this bonus thing I'm going to do, but we're going to surprise them with it. And what, what did I last, like three days? If that, maybe. It didn't last very long. Yeah. And then last week, I was guilty of, um, we added something to our process and we're like, we're going to keep this a secret. We're going to surprise people later. And then I talked about it for 20 minutes last week during a live stream. So I think I'll let you take this last one because you do it better than I do. 
<laughs> the referrals and it it's that's what it all no i don't want to say that's what it all leads to you want to provide this amazing client experience because you're a human being and you want to treat others like human beings as well and essentially you know when the more your clients win the more you win and to your point at the top of the uh um of the call here was you know being viral like when you create such a fabulous knock your socks off user experience, your current and past clients become your sales and marketing team for you. They do that. They kind of take that heavy lifting off your plate. And especially if you're a solopreneur, who doesn't want to take a little something, something off their to-do list, <laughs> ease that load a little bit. And so when you create that a lot of times, too, when you create that amazing experience, you don't have to necessarily even ask for those testimonials. They just come in. People, your clients are just talking about their wins to you. They start talking about their wins and their success and how well they're treated to others in their circle. And, you know, there's there's a difference between like, OK, the experience was good. They were nice to work with. And that one that wows them and knocks their socks off, they'll be talking about you for years to come. They'll be at an airport four years after working with you, having a conversation with somebody they just met who has the problem they had before they started working with you. And they'll go, hey, I know a person. You want to follow this guy, Jason Lynette, on. Uh, you want to check him out because he not only helped me with my business, but I got treated like I was the only client there. And I know I was not the only client there. So, um, and they, the referrals just keep coming in and they'll, they'll come in sooner versus later. It's not like after the people get results from working with you, it's before then it's like, this feels good. This was a good decision. I'm going to tell my friend Bob about this person. I'm going to tell my mom about this person, whoever, right? They're just going to start talking about you sooner in the process versus later and good things, not the bad things, because <laughs> there will be no bad things. <laughs> oh, you're appropriately egging me on because you're letting me reveal the third one, uh, which is <laughs> holding back a surprise bonus so that you can surprise people later on. I am horrible at this. And... <laughs> That's why I've got a team that does it with me. So it's the, uh, again, last week was the, we added this new private coaching call to our journey and we're not going to tell people in advance. So it's the surprise they unlock. And then I talked about it for 20 minutes. Um, but it's that it's that moment of, and this is hard for me, clearly. Uh, I think to an example where I used to train a workshop, live event. And this became the running gag if we had to have several Oprah moments which was that if day one arrived and I had the pile of the books and the resources they got already out at the table and it was there in front of them. And what I had learned to do was here's a little checklist, look through everything, make sure you do an inventory, sign off that you got everything. Okay. Put it in the bag, pull out this book. Let's get started. Um, the real takeaway was that it'd be sometimes months later. Uh, well, you saw me right before we hopped on live that somebody had sent me an email going, Hey, I have a question more about this other concept. Uh, what do you think? And I go, I posted that in our private group, tagged her in it, mostly the reason to go, okay, so admittedly it's within like some of the bonus content, but you have a whole training for me specifically on that here. Watch this, then we'll chat. <laughs> but it's that mechanism of looking at what happens in your process, what happens in your journey. And if anybody out there is playing the game of, well, I don't have a team. This doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. I do a one-to-one -one service. This doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. I sell a digital product. Yes, it applies. What this comes around to is crafting that moment where, if I can give an equation here, is there a way that this specific benefit, this specific resource, this specific thing, fill in the blank, takes on a greater spotlight takes on a greater importance if it's not in this <laughs> digital dump of everything right away. And instead it reveals itself at a certain point so that it 
can do a number of things. Uh, perhaps re-engage people back inside, give them a feeling of support, um, prevent some sort of hiccup, some sort of roadblock that might have occurred previously. So, and again, I've got to say this is job security for you right now because I suck at this so much. Um, because it's the okay, but you know, later on you're going to see this thing, and <laughs> I, I'd kind of bring this all full circle. Um, and let's let's do this to kind of tie it all together. If you had to give this audience one specific action step, one specific place to focus, one thing to maybe look at a bit differently, what would you what would you recommend? Put yourself in the shoes of your client. Pretend like you're going through your your program, your offer. Um, send yourself the emails that you send your clients and really detach yourself from it. I know our businesses are, are our babies and, you know, we sometimes are blinded by love in terms of like gaps that might be there. We, we think they're just the best things that we've created. So step outside of that, really get subjective and walk yourself through all the points that your clients go with you from even before they start working with you, before they pay you all the way till the end and just see, are there gaps? Are you, are you maybe not reaching out enough? Are you maybe reaching out too much? You touched on, you know, throwing in bonus surprise stuff. Um, that's not always needed. If it's, if it's not going to help or be a benefit to the client, then it's, it's pointless um, for both sides. So just really stepping back, putting yourself in the shoes of your clients and being subjective in terms of how would I feel if I was a client going through this program? Am I going to be wowed? Am I going to be meh, you know, and just assess from there. And then are you creating that piece of certainty? Are you making people feel safe in their investment? What I love about what you just shared is how a lot of what you just said directly connects over to the biggest change that often has to occur in people's marketing and their messaging. It's that the stuff, the thing that I have to keep saying at times, the stuff that's important to you as the business owner is the key word here is not yet important to the audience. So it's by detaching from everything that we can look at and go, we know why that's important. We know why that step is there. We know why this is critical. Yet it's to bring the linguistics, to bring the messaging into something that's designed to connect with the audience where they are, shift them emotionally, tactically in a new direction, and then use that as that momentum, as that flow to then move closer and closer to that result. I'm trying to avoid saying stacking the deck in your favor, though clearly it is stacking the deck <laughs> in the favor of both you and the client, which I'll kind of piggyback that with just a tactical thing as well. That for every win you could create on, let's say, the front end of your business, the front end acquisition of it. I got a message from Sarah, who's working with us right now earlier today, and it was the clarity that if I just switch this one word to this one, that just fits better. And just I could read into that message and go, this is a big shift, even though it's just like one little word. As we have those breakthroughs, as we have those moments of clarity, as we have those wins on the client acquisition side, kind of go back and forth and go, okay, now let's reinvest some time and energy back in these people who are now joining my program. What can I do to make this better? What can I do to improve this? And could we just take a moment together and celebrate the fact that we've now been here for like 40 minutes and really the referral strategies, the method of having people come our way is again, not the give them promo codes. <laughs> it's not, here's how you organize your payouts. It's not use this specific software. It comes around to that journey that we're taking people on instead. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I got results and it felt really freaking good working with this person. So I want you to work with that person too. And I want all my friends and family, colleagues, whoever fits into those that person's program to work with them. So it's it's that combination of two. 
is going to allow your business to just explode in terms of, you know, the retention, the referrals, like just to increase the revenue and also increasing profits. It's not costing you time or money to retain more clients and get referrals, you know? So it's just, it's just a win-win all around. Awesome. So good to have you here live with me today. And uh, those of you here in the chat or even watching the replay after the fact, uh, two things real quick. First of all, want some help with that. If so, if you're someone who's not yet working with us, drop the word connect over in the chat, either Kobe or Scotty will see it. If you're watching this on a webpage, giant purple button, just click that, gives you direct access to connect with us. And then the other thing I mentioned too is drop down below what your main takeaway of this was and something that you're going to take action upon. You know, one of the biggest mistakes we can make is taking on a lot of advice, taking a lot of insight on and thinking, that's really good. I should do that. And then it fades away. It's that moment of kind of taking that personal commitment to say, this is what my focus is. This is what I need to create. This is what I need to change. And that's what really moves things forward. Uh, Nicole, I'll toss it over to you for the last word. Any final thoughts to share before we wrap up for the day? I think you hit the nail on the head there with the taking action. Um, that's what we're all about here is just with all the information and no action taking, nothing's going to change. So um, I can't end it any better than that. Then like, what's your biggest takeaway and what are you going to do, do differently to enhance that client experience with your clients moving forward? Thank you for listening to Attract Pre-Sold Clients, where you get strategies proven to work in businesses around the world. I'm Jason Lynette, and if you're ready to crush the confusion of what to say and how to say it to consistently attract your dream clients, check out our free resources today at attractpresoldclients.com.